the no consoles for old men show. Two, two, Nobody calls CPS on my 75-year-old mom. Destroy it, smash it! I've never had any problems with it. They should be included in my goddamn ticket price. This is just disturbing on so many levels. <laughs> but then they went crazy. Beep, 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 beep. Oh my god, spaceship battles. And I don't even remember if I ever finally beat that thing. It was so hard. And the next thing I know, my entire arm has gone numb. Ready when you are. Mr. Luthor. Mr. Luthor. <laughs> Mr. Luthor. Hello. Welcome to another No Consoles for Old Men. Uh, and we're going to call this the Potluck Podcast. Episode Hello. Episode and 7. It- yeah. We're back. Uh, back together again. You know. Welcome Reunited. <laughs> it feels so good. Something oh, to that effect. Oh, oh. Hey, man. Peaches and Herb were very 80s. I was very 80s. Actually, they were 70s, weren't they? Oh, I was thinking that was no. That was a different. That was a different duo. I was thinking the people that did Solid as a Rock. Solid, solid ah. as a rock. Wasn't that like Ashford and Simpson or something? That could be. They were very, very big too. <laughs> All my music back then came on. Uh, was it KTEL compilation albums? So hey, <laughs> is that Freedom Rock? Freedom Rock, yeah, no I've way. got Freedom oh, Rock, God. actually. My radio career was Freedom Rock. I didn't have to buy the album. Um, oh, anywho, goodness. No Councils for Old Men, Episode 7, and uh, we decided to kind of, well, actually, okay, shit, I got lazy, and we were going to do it. Actually, life, de- life decided <laughs> that. Life decided that, well. Actually, you had this whole extravagant plan, and I was trying to play play catch up on it and the last minute you're like ah you know what we're gonna just go back to the original and I was like you son of a I'm an enabler that way um, <laughs> and Honeywell is even more of an enabler because he's the one that kind of tipped me over the edge of that now uh, long story short is uh, a couple days ago um you know, me and Bill knew we had this uh, podcasting opportunity scheduled and we're like uh neither of our brains work so let's let someone else pick the topic good idea and um so we put a call out on a Facebook page, our new Facebook page, I might add, we'll get to that, um, you know, saying, hey, Listener's Choice Weekend, what do you guys want us to talk about? So our, our single digits of fans um, came out in droves, you can have <laughs> droves with single digits, uh, and uh, gave us some great suggestions, and, you know... I first wanted to do the first suggestion, which was uh, from Hero Metal Hero, which was uh, adventure games and point-and-click adventure and, and, like, the Infocom games, and we'll talk about that. We're actually going to talk about all of them, which is why this is the Potluck podcast, because I want to do a focused version of all of these subjects, obviously, Um, and I just want to do it right and do enough research and have a good show for you all. I think Dr. Bell would agree with me on that, I hope. Yeah, well, good luck having me focus on anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's a rare day in hell. <laughs> but I was I trying. As well, but um, yeah, you know, we've, we've found tons of good research for when we will do the main show about adventure games. But we got some great suggestions, and this, I think we should really take this show as an opportunity to kind of solicit guest hosts, because we like guest hosts on this show. Um 
for the Come people who down. made these suggestions, you know, we'll talk about a little bit of, about each subject tonight. And uh, you guys just be thinking about what you'd like to bring to a show that is specifically about those kind of games. And email us, and uh, we'll do one together. And everyone will have a great time, I think. And uh, so, moving on, I guess, uh, we should, as always, introduce ourselves. I'm Scott McGregor, and my cohort here is Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. Yes, and uh, we're going to start, uh, I guess, knock out some uh, old business, do some emails, because we actually have received some more emails, which is very nice. Yes, uh, two. Not one, but two. two. We have we have doubled our email Literally. from the last episode. Yeah, how's that for growth potential, kids? Huh? Yes. Stick so with us. if we could double it every show... <laughs> Wow, that'd be a lot of emails. After By the end of the year, we'll yeah. Shit. By the end of the year, we'll have like a million yep, emails. Sixteen. No, all right, oh. all right. I never was a math guy. Well, I mean, if you double something every day for thirty days, you'll have like a million or something. Oh, I'm I'm down with that. Sure, um, but that's a lot of email, mm. Mm. and more than I want to read, really. So. Yeah. Um, so don't send us a million emails at no consoles for old men. <laughs> At yahoo.com, but we'll take thousands, thousands I could deal with. Dozens. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. About no. dozens. If we can reach a dozen by the end of the year. You know what? Woo. I'd be happy just to get two next time. Yeah. And I um, always love to hear from our friend Serotonin, because we haven't really been raked over the coals on these last two. They're almost, <laughs> you know, they're actually positive. So, oh, yeah, um, you, yeah, you, you snuck in a, a solo episode. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, uh-huh. I, opportunity knocked and, uh, I was out amongst, <laughs> amongst the people and, um, which I rarely am. And I had recording equipment and I'm like, you know, well, why not? I'm like, you know, that was wonderland to me, man. I had to do it, you know, a diary of a convergent. So I just had to share a little bit of my wonder at what I was seeing around me. Mackin on Pikachu. Hey, Mackin on Pikachu. I no, I'm I'm not even gonna go there today because <laughs> that was very. This is I was telling you before we started recording again for the fourth time. Are we recording? I hope. Um, <laughs> we are right, and uh, you know that I, I had to already wrestle with the fact that I was seeing like I was you know physically attracted to a Pikachu. Which my only frame of reference is from like my stepson's video games, um, so that oh, was Pikachu, I've been weird. Seeing. And then of course there's the whole thing about this girl is probably young enough to be my daughter if I had a daughter. So yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> but you know, as you were saying, you know, if they want to, she was great. I mean, she came up and talked. You know, I interviewed her as Pikachu, and that's what cosplaying is all about, man. Girls dating characters awesome moment in my opinion um, so I guess Mockingbird and Miss Marvel were older than Pikachu uh, they appeared to be but I've really always really <laughs> been kind of not great at judging that in women and, and I don't judge women for their age <laughs> yeah I I had a funny story there but I don't know what the um, um, statute of limitations is so I'll just skip it <clears throat> yeah. let's just say Billy Idol concerts and when somebody you think is a teenager, yeah, they were teenager. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Maybe we but, should save that one for storytellers. Uh, we got to go, guys. Uh, we got to leave I'm not now. sure I want that kind of attention for this podcast quite uh, yet. Yeah, that'll be a story for another time. Yeah. 
Nothing happened, but it was like, okay, exit stage left. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Sing, we're gone. As previously mentioned, the 80s and Billy Idol were difficult times in people. So we played <laughs> 80s kids. That's all. Ah, well, this was 90s. This 90s? Was 90s. Right. Yeah, just, was early 90s. Just keep digging that fucking hole for yourself, man. I, I'm trying yeah, I to bail you out. I was in my 20s and, you know, you know. Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, video games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snap out of it! Uh, emails about video games, actually. Oh, emails. And I'm going to read uh, this, this, these two because uh, you got to read serotonins for us. And if there's any, you know, backlash, you're, you're supposed to handle our, our rebuttal, but I don't think these are going to warrant that at all. Oh, so I'm Mr. Buttle this time. Yeah, you're the bad guy this time, but... Okay, all right. I don't think you're going to have to be, so here we go. Uh, this one's from Kurt... Kirk... You gotta say the last name though, no, because it already slipped my mind. Grunveld. Grunveld. Kirk Grunveld, good German brother. I'm German. Long story. Um, writes us and says, "Me Great. too." But Robinson does not mean. Wait a minute, you're McGregor. How are you German? Yeah, it's that long story. Adoption oh. involved. Uh, Nazi, okay, same here. And Nazis, probably. Who knows? Say no more. Um, <laughs> fucking Nazis. Uh, well, my name used to be. My German name used to be Kunzer. So that's even more Nazi than probably mine was. So that's another show. Thanks. We'll, we'll, do Thanks. That. we'll save that one for the Wolfenstein 3D show. Um, Kirk Grunveld writes us, Great show. Just wanted to drop you guys a line of encouragement for your podcast. Keep those emails up front. Face front, faithful one. Kirk G. Thank you, Kirk. Uh, that's kind of referencing a, a Facebook thread we had about, you know, someone kind of, was asking the masses where they thought the emails should go, and we I, we did Sarah's at the first one. We did Gene's, I think, at the end of the show mm. when we read his, and we did Sarah's. But I, I think I agree with kind of what the crowd was saying in that thread that we should do them up front, old business up front. So that's why we're going to do things like that from now on. And my rebuttal is thanks. <laughs> good, good, well said, sir. Um, or uh, Guten Tag. Guten Tag, yes. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen and good night and hello and whatever the hell the Sound of Music song was hello, about that. Hello, farewell, at Wiedersehen, goodbye. Uh-huh, Thank uh-huh. you. Nailed it. That is why this man is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I've just seen the Sound of Music a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. And I always cry when Christopher Plummer sings Edelweiss, and I, I don't know why. It makes me tear up. Edelweiss. See, I got to... All right, enough of that. Clearly, Bill has taken his sodium pentothal for the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Luke Giaconetti, uh, a prominent podcaster himself on this network, I might add. Um, Emailer extraordinaire. Yeah, so that too. And wow, okay, we're going to need a couple breaths to get through this one. Um, but here we go. Old men. Uh, hey, guys. wanted to drop you a quick line to let you know I really enjoyed your Star Trek-centric special episode of No Councils for Old Men. As a burgeoning old man myself, I will be the judge of that, Luke. I very much... <laughs> un- his, I think he's in his 30s. No way. I very much understand how you guys feel and how the video game world has passed you by. One day I was there, next day I'm, I'm a fossil. Again, mm. uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in, you know, private, Luke, about how you're a fossil compared to us. Hard to believe, but I've actually never owned a Star Trek game for any of the numerous consoles I've owned over the years. I do remember lustily looking at the uh, Star Trek Generations game uh, for my beloved Game Gear, but not being able to afford it. 
with that Trek license adding a few bucks to the cost and keeping it out of reach. Playing the game on emulator years later reveals I probably had the right choice made for me in that case. I do want to mention one game, which is the most Star Trekky game I have ever owned, and I am kicking myself for not remembering this for our Star Trek episode, Luke. Um, so Starflight is the game. I had the game for my Genesis, and it is the only game I've ever played to truly capture that truly captured the explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations aspect of Trek. And kill them. And kill them. Meet strange and wonderful aliens and either fuck or fight them. Kirk does both. So Kirk you, you know, Yeah, Kirk them. Uh, essentially, the game is a very early sandbox game where you from your home base recruit and train a crew, equip your ship and landing vehicle, and set off that away into the galaxy. Everything we love about Trek. You move freely through the cosmos, traveling from solar system to solar system, exploring planets. You can mine for mineral ore, which you then sell to buy more fuel and upgrades, as well as encounter native life forms, which can be cataloged. Planets which can support humanoid life can be logged for colonization, and some planets contain ruins which you can explore and learn more about the universe and those who have come before you, as well as artifacts which can have strange effects. You eventually run into other spacefaring races, and you have to choose your attitude and posture to speak to them peacefully. Most of the time, some races are hostile and force you into ship-to-ship combat. In space, you encounter wormholes, which can throw you across the galaxy, and nebula, which can mess with your ship systems. The Mutara Nebula. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I beat you. <clears throat> Say this game is massive, especially considering it was released on PC in 1986. Wow, is an understatement. There's 120 solar systems and 800 planets to explore. And each planet is very large, geographically speaking. Geogra- uh, graphically, the game is very simple, but still had a blast to play it to this day. And truly is an epic space exploration game in the vein of what Star Trek set itself out to be. Really dug the show, and I'm looking forward to more old gaming and the old man gaming in the future, Luke. Well, wow, thank you, Luke. That was an amazing email, and all I really have to say about it is. I quit, and you can have my job because you're <laughs> clearly more suited to to our Star Trek podcast than I was. <laughs> but um, I, I played Starflight, man, and as I said, I can't believe I, I didn't remember it until you wrote about it. And it was one of my favorite games for all the same reasons. And it was, uh, yeah, you. I can't add any more to the description you gave of it. If you can find it online or in abandonware, get it. And I'm definitely going to search it out myself. I think I, I I don't remember playing Starflight um, eighty six. I didn't have a don't remember having a computer in eighty six. I think I, I probably didn't get it till probably years later, and I think we yeah. got it on the Amiga eventually. But if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think it actually came with like a star map, paper star map to get mm. you get you started. Well, the first game like this that I remember playing was Master of Orion. Yeah. Was kind of like this. Um, was kind of like Civilization, but you had a little space combat thrown in, uh, which which kind of you know you had land combat on Civilization too. But yeah. and you could you 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 could explore. Uh, you know you had diplomatic things uh, dealing with other hostile races or non-hostile, and and you could actually play. Um, other alien races too, mm-hmm. and you would get certain bonuses. Like you know, obviously the like a like a hostile race would have better things on 
the combat side, and then you right. had intelligent races that you could develop science quicker. Or I think humans kind of had like a humans were like a medium balance of all skills, except I think they had commerce they were better at. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. There was even I think I talked about it in the uh, Star Trek episode that the uh, there was basically a Star Trek version of Master of Orion, which is Birth of the Federation, mm. which was yeah, yeah basically like you know uh, a Star Trek mod of that game. So I loved it. Uh, but this this was really more one ship, you know, one starship going out oh, really? there. Yeah, it was. It really was kind of a pure Trekkie game, um, you know, without without the the exclusive property rights and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, thanks for bringing that one up, Luke. That was a nice little walk down memory lane, actually. So, and I, I bought probably dozens of games like that over the years, you know, to try to you know capture that vibe again and I've found very few that, that do it as purely as that one did but uh, moving on I guess uh, well, with that we close the mailbag yeah Zip. but uh, once again uh, no counsels for old men at yahoo.com if you want to shoot us um, you know criticism or or praise or, or just what the hell are you guys doing you know type of stuff doesn't matter to me we'll answer it we'll read it we'll enjoy it it'll feed our egos one way or another there is no bad emails so uh so, but or you can also we've got a facebook page now dr bill don't know if you noticed yeah i i've been a little busy the past uh, uh we had my my daughter's high school graduation this past friday and we've been gearing up the house for next weekend for a party we're gonna have so no i haven't really been on the facebook page <laughs> no i haven't biggie, really no been biggie. on facebook that that much well uh, i know it, some, some people might have seen on the two true freaks page if they're listening where i was working on a floor yeah so, yeah and it took a long time to get that concrete prep for that floor so for the past few weeks i've been doing that in my spare time <laughs> gotcha hey i i well i was I was an idiot and said on the live podcast that I was going to create us a Facebook page for the show. Oh, yeah. So I, heard I, that. I felt <laughs> uh, dutifully obligated to do so. And, you know, this is a good place to dump all the photos from acbc.com and link to a bunch of other podcasts both me and Bill have been on. And, uh, you know, it's not a breakaway thing. Or we're all one big happy podcasting network here, but I figured... You know, why why bore the straits with the video game talk if we can take it to another area? So if you want to find us on Facebook, we have a page. Um, and it just, strangely enough, is No Councils for Old Men. Just search for that in your old uh, wow, Facebook Wow, no, nobody search. had snagged that yet? No, no, not yet, amazingly <laughs> enough. So. Yay! No, we're, we're all clear. I've, I've checked with our imaginary lawyers, and I think we're good so far. So, so you checked with the Demanza Corp uh, suits, and they yeah. said we were good to go. Mm-hmm. How was the Demanza Corp uh, meeting up they, to ACBC? Uh, they treated us well. You know, I felt like a, a, a proper family, as they say. Uh, Did they have the cannolis? Because they're, well, <laughs> they're, they're well known for their... Filling of 
cream-filled pastries. They, they, w- I would have tried the cannolis, but I mean, they kind of took a page from the con vendors there, and each cannoli cost twelve dollars. So wow, uh, it just really wasn't in budget that week, <laughs> mm. or, or water wasn't either. Uh, I made an executive decision on one of the days that you know, if I was going to pay four dollars for a bottle of water or six dollars for a beer, beer wins pretty much. Well, you in know that fight. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of a of a story that a friend of mine we had a discussion one once about beer because we we were sitting um uh, we were sitting in a restaurant and it said beer equals food. It so does. using so using the transitive property <laughs> okay if beer equals food and food equals life then beer equals life. So there you go. There you go. Simple math. Simple logic. Transitive property. Look it up. In my world, coffee equals life. Um, Beer is a luxury. (laughs) And food is just something I like to do. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to be... uh, I'm going to... I've decided once again... Yep. After Eternal Con, I'm going to try to go cold turkey again on Mountain Dew. (laughs) Good. Good stuff. Old. Yeah, I went. I went almost three months. No dew. Just black coffee, man. The same same effect and, and no sugar. It's awesome. Oh, black coffee, man. Yeah. That's gonna clean me out like a roto rooter. Oh, you drink? You telling me you drink Mountain Dew for the freaking taste? Still? Come I on. I think I just I just drink it for the caffeine. You're talking to an addictions okay. counselor here, man. You, we're, you're in a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> I do notice sometimes that I won't drink it. Like if I have like an hour drive, I'll drink it within the past, like the last five to ten minutes of the drive. Because if I drink it at the beginning, about 45 minutes into the drive, it'll be like, like, oh, I got to find a bathroom. It's so, a, it's the same effect when you take meth, you know. It's it's meth. Yeah, it's introducing a major stimulant into your body. All at once. I don't know. So I've been told. Well, I was thinking maybe if I started taking crack, I could lose weight. Mm-hmm. No, the, that's not a good diet plan. It will. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as you, you leave a very skinny corpse, that's mm. pretty much the end of that trail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crack or diabetes. Yeah. As a nearly licensed, you know, addictions counselor, I advise against it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Damn. <laughs> Anywho, video games, how'd we get off on depressing drug talk is beyond me. It's a story. This is drug talk. It's a storyteller's thing, yeah. Uh, that was, like that must have been Phil part thing. of the humorous banter, hopefully part of the outline today. <laughs> no, but we're doing uh, our potluck dinner, which means I get to look for a nice... But, but, no, but, yeah, but, what? But. Don't you want to talk about how we, how you, we hooked, we hooked another one? We hooked another one. Oh, yes. Excelsior! <laughs> yes, we do. Well, yes, and we're going to have to recruit him to our pitiful supergroup here soon. But yes, <laughs> Mr. Gene Hendricks has uh, has apparently joined us in Marvel Heroes and uh, has friended us both, and we'll all probably never get together and play at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure so, I'm sure one of us will play with you since you're on there all the How many thousands of hours are you on? I've, I've actually gone three or four days. Okay, I logged in today, but... Um, it's you know I'm, I'm lessening my superhero intake these days. Right, right. All right. Just wanna just keep You're, rubbing that one in. 
we can all talk here. It's all right. Well, it's another another friend of mine, actually, um, serotonin, as a matter of fact, um, was just recently telling me how she's seen. Uh, I'm not sure it was in a, st- a store, but apparently they have out now the uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred in like a classic cabinet um, version and the ColecoVision, and they are you know obviously hardwired with all sixty one games each. That you can get wow. fairly cheaply at cheaply at stores, and of course she was passing this along, you know, as a service to to me and to let us know for the show. And I'm like, you're evil. I don't need that many more video games in my life. But thank you for the information anyway. Uh, uh, but there you go. You know. So uh, apparently, you also spotted a Miss Pac-Man. I got to play a vintage Miss Pac-Man yesterday on our uh, garage sailing. Uh, Adventure, me and Mr. Rat next for Garage Sale Gloat. Hey, shameless plug. Um, yeah, we, our our lunch break, which is you know a tradition in our our travels, uh, was at a little place that claimed to be a shish kebab place, but they only serve like one dish of shish kebab and, and everything else with burgers and subs. So I don't know. Uh, but they had a vintage Ms. Pac-Man cabinet in there, and I just happened to have a couple quarters left over from the old sailing and. Uh, while waiting on our grub, I, I went over and played, and I think I got the highest score. I got past the first, uh, you know, cut scene mm-hmm. to meet, and then I think I, I lost it like two That's screens like the, later. Isn't it like the first two or three screens, and then you get a cut, cut, cut scene? I think it's three screens, and then a cut scene, and I got two more, and then ah. um, I was dead. But I did better than I thought. I, I think I was actually better Pac-Man player now than... I was back in the day, so obviously all these years of playing video games have served me well. And uh, I used to be amazed quick by the my reflexes. That, that just all those, knew the- all those running from zombie games I play. <laughs> you know, you, the ghosts in Miss Pac-Man really aren't that fucking scary anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to be amazed by the people that could just play Pac-Man over me because they knew the pattern. I guess. Yeah. No. I, well, I, I tried. Like, I well, bought the book on the Rubik's cube too, and it didn't work for me. So, which is also why I took four years of Spanish and can only remember how to ask for a beer and where the bathroom is. So, El perro es negro. And the dog is black. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's all I remember. <laughs> Something about frijoles. Isn't that beans? Um, Might be. Oh, I'm just kidding. Gordo, right fat. Yeah, that's it. All right. Enough food talk. we got to get back into video games. But yes, Gene Hendricks is now a Marvel Heroes and will soon be an East Coast Revenger. No, Freak Coast Revenger. Freak Coast, yeah. For the useless supergroup system. I don't know. I, I, I finally got it. I'm sure I brought, brought it up on one of the other shows that I finally got it working again, and I've been playing a little bit here and there. Yeah. They've, they've been having an Avengers things go, 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 going on. Yeah, Ultrons um, are showing up everywhere, so that's pretty cool. Is that going anywhere? It, it seems like you get swarmed by a bunch of Ultrons, and then like one moderately powerful Ultron comes out, and that's it. Well, there is yeah. a, there's an Ultron like one shot, too, but I think you have to be level 60 and maybe even an Avenger to play it, so... Um, I think just level sixty. I don't think they limit it to the Avenger characters. But well, they were letting everybody. <coughs> they were letting people play the Avengers characters for free. Too, right, for, right. Um, or you could, or you no, you could level. You could get them to level ten, I think. Or actually, aren't all of them? You can play them all to level ten now. Anyway, all, all the starting characters, which yeah. yeah. Oh, and I think they were extending it to the Avengers. Yeah, characters yeah. As well. yeah. So. That's yeah, I've been playing cool. Iron Man. 
I've been. He's always a good go-to one, man. That, he gets powerful. He he can tear through just about anything. I've I been do... using that thing where I can just spin in a circle with a repulsor and just. Yeah, that's a nice one. I can do most of the one shots solo with him as a sixty. So. Oh, I haven't tried. Oh, see, I only got him up to like thirty something. I think. Uh, he gets good. You know, he's a lot of different builds you can do with that one too. I have one that I'm kind of stuck on that I should probably change up every now and then, but. Mm. So little time, so little time. But our potluck, we took some suggestions for listeners um, for what to do for today's show, but we're actually going to just said kind of go down that list and uh, talk a little bit about them and just kind of actually kind of brainstorm live here about how we're going to handle those in future shows. And again, uh, put it out to you guys that anyone who wants to join us on one of those shows that has a lot of uh, experience playing them, playing those games, um, by all means, get a hold of us. But uh, Hair Metal Hero gave us the uh, first suggestion, and he said we should cover point-and-click adventures or text adventures or noun and verb graphic adventures, which is a great idea. And I mean, is is. You know, I've played a ton of them. I think I got a little scared. I went to the wiki page to get a list of, you know, all the point-and-click adventure games. And this isn't even a complete list, but it's just hundreds upon hundreds. And Yeah, I didn't even remember this many. Like, and I, I've played a good chunk of them. Um, and they seem to be making Older and new ones, but what? Lately. Uh, there seems to be like a resurgence in point-and-click games. A bit, and uh, I mean, a lot of that was led by the only one I've really played lately is the Walking Dead one, which is just... Which I still haven't played. Yeah, which that's even... But like now now they're doing one for Borderlands called Tales from the Borderlands. There's one for there's Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, the Telltale Games, who did uh, the Walking Dead games... Um, and that's almost a whole show on by itself. Uh, that Walking Dead game um, are putting out these episodic, you know, basically as Bill said, point and click uh, adventure games or you know decision making. It's more actually uh, Walking Dead anyway is more menu driven decisions, and the whole you know, are you going to make evil choices or, or good choices and that whole thing and affect the story down the line which is always kind of what I liked about adventure games I mean they're always linear to a point but I mean there's a there's a, a lot of emphasis on on story and narrative in them and I think back in the day a lot of the adventure games back in the day were very attractive to me as a computer player because that's the kind of thing that seemed like they couldn't do on you know the Atari and all the consoles and stuff um, you know, about the only thing I can think of on the old Atari 2600 was the adventure game itself, which, you know, us D&D fans were all excited that there was going to be like a dungeon-based adventure game on the Atari 2600, and of course it came out and it was a little blip moving around the screen and <laughs> doing, I don't think I ever got through 10 minutes of that game before I had to give up, <laughs> but... Um, uh, that and like Inficom, you know, uh, these games like The Walking Dead all have their origins back with the old text adventures where you would actually, you know, read a big passage of the story and then you'd have, you know, your keyboard prompt and you go ahead and basically tell the story what you want it to do next. And depending on the complexity of it, you know, you, you shape the story. So it was like being a character in your own book. Someone else talk now. Oh wait, that would be me. <laughs> that would be you. No, I, I was just thinking about some of the uh, the early ones that. Well, I mean, aside from like Zork, which was 
the you know, granddaddy, yeah, pretty much. The granddaddy, and which I think we might have brought up on our other one, but I, I think one that I didn't bring up at that time because I hadn't really thought too much about the, the point and clicks. The main ones I remember was Phantasmagoria, hmm. um, The Dig, uh, which was done, written... Uh, it, it, the, the, the Dig involved Steven Spielberg... Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to look that up real quick. I mean, but I know we don't going to go too deep into these because we want to kind of save it for when we right. actually do that show. It was, um, but some oh, big, it was, it was okay. done by LucasArts. Right. Well, who was big in that? I mean, and the writers and were Orson Scott Card, Brian, oh, nice, yeah, Moriarty, and Steven Spielberg. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was a science fiction game. Um, and, oh, it, it was a game was inspired by an idea originally created for Steven Spielberg's Amazing Story series. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. In the game, the player takes the role of Commander Boston Lowe, part of a five-man team to plant explosives on an asteroid to avert its collision with Earth. Discovering the asteroid is hollow, Lowe and his two team and two of his team are suddenly transported to a strange alien world in a long abandoned in a long abandoned complex exhibiting advanced technology. Lowe's companions must undertake xeno archaeology to learn how the technology works, the fate of the alien race that built it, and other mysteries to find a way to return home. Nice. I'm not so, sure how I missed that one because I mean I was very big into a lot of the uh, Lucas Lucas films ones and the uh, and Sierra was like the you know basically the master of of the point and click adventure games, uh, yeah, which this, a lot of them also included you know typing stuff in. Police Quest is held mm-hmm. up as one of the uh, that was always one of my favorites, and I, I don't I haven't really found that was like a really good police simulator you know with a linear plot. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, and I did the Quest for Glory. I never got into the King's Quest ones, I don't think. Played one or two of the Leisure Suit Larrys. Um, did, ton of them did, out there. Did you ever do Full Throttle, which was also yeah. by LucasArts? Yeah, actually, I used to love that one. If I remember, didn't... The biker uh, Gang, basically. Mark Hamill voice? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. It wouldn't surprise I, me. I, I mean, up, yeah, he he voiced the uh, oh yeah the vice president of Corley Motors and main antagonist of the game yeah. for the day and for the amount of money and and some of the bigger actors they get for today's games they actually did they got a lot of good people for for some of those I mean back in the day uh, the Blade Runner game was an amazing you know point and click adventure game too it, I never played that yeah. It was uh, it was totally different. I mean, it was Rick Deckard, but it was it wasn't really a remake of it, or it was kind of almost a parallel story of the movie. You know, it was him hunting replicants, but I mean, it was kind of tied in, yeah. you know, not tied in, but really good stuff. And that that was one of the first games that had kind of you could make different decisions. They had like multiple different endings to the game depending oh, on the wow. decisions you made. So that was early early stuff, you know, that leads to things like Skyrim and, and Fallout and, and things like that, that you you make decisions that your character either gets more evil or less evil or good, depending on what you do. Mm. And it affects the relationships in the game. But uh, that's what I always loved about adventure games is it, you know, it's it was a linear story, but you could take little, there were little highways and branches. And and you that gave you a little replayability, you know, not as much as like an open world, but. Well, apparently it looks like I played a lot of LucasArts point and click games because I did Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I never got to that one, but uh, the Last Crusade was great. I played that one. 
Hmm, yeah, see, that one I didn't play. But yeah, that was... Uh, point clicks are good. I mean, it's it's been a long time since I played one. Of course, now I'm getting older. It's probably might be something on more of my speed. Yeah. Yeah, I look at, I look at a lot. There's a lot of indie ones out there. And they got to use my brain. All of kind of questionable quality. I mean, the key to an adventure game like that is... You know, it doesn't always have to be the graphics, although those are usually pretty pretty um but the, ri- the writing's got to be there you know if it's not a compelling story the thing's just going to fall on you you know if it's too hard the thing's going to crash on you so you have to so a balancing act i think would think in making one of those i stumbled across a video because i was on youtube you know how you just stumble you just click and find things when oh, you're yeah. on youtube have you seen anything or seen there was a guy that was playing a game called five night at freddy's Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen the fan film of that, and yeah, I've I've contemplated getting that a couple times. But. Survival horror point and click. I decided I don't want to play because me too. That would just, <laughs> just scare me. Yeah, you know because you're that one looks you you have a limited amount of power, and you have to keep switching from camera to camera because when you put a camera on, okay, you're in like a Chuck E. Cheese yeah, style with the animatronic animals. Yeah. And apparently the animals come out at night and you're a security guard and you have control of the two doors of where you're at, the lights in the hallway and the cameras. As long as you have like a light or a camera on uh, one of the one of the creatures, they won't move. Yeah, so you have to keep rotating angels, through. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep rotating through and then you've got the two doors and like you'll you'll see like the lights will flicker off on the outside and then like they'll appear and you gotta like close the door before they can get in. But doing all this causes uh, drains power from your battery and your goal is to make it through five nights of this. And even just watching this other guy play it, ooh, he was hilarious. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I wish I could give him credit for it, but I I just happened to stumble across it because we're doing like a train of thought thing here. But but man, that that game just looks. Frustrating and scary, and I don't know if I don't want to be scared. Yeah, I bought a recent one. Yeah, I think I'm a wimp in my old age too. I, <laughs> I bought a couple that were on sale once on Steam called uh, the Dark Fall One and Dark Fall Two, and they're they're basically haunted house games, kind of. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, first person kind of point and click. I mean, they're very cheaply done. <clears throat> but very atmospheric and a lot of great sound design and yeah just I gave up after a little while because I was I was sick of ghosts jumping out at me and it sounding really <laughs> really real yeah <laughs> so much nope yeah. I like it better games when I have a large rocket launcher in my hand against things that are going to come at me <laughs> die yeah. anyway um, Kyle Benning also chimed in on our little thread there. Thank you, Kyle. Um, he said we he'd love to hear us cover like um, older arcade or console games. You know, much that that's against our whole thing here. Thanks, Kyle. Just kidding. Uh, like the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like stuff on NES and Super NES. And uh, we did cover a lot of that in our first show, but it's definitely going to warrant more exploration. And uh, uh-huh. I I think I don't know if I ever played. Mutant, uh, Mutant Turtles three, but I I know I played two. I think it was, and I that was a great game. And I used three, to love I, I Double Dragon were, in the arcades. I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games were in the same vein as the uh, the cat. 
to Captain America and the Avengers. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I, I think were. they were they were both designed basically the same. You could have four people playing. Yeah, but I mean, you could choose your turtle. So you know, yeah, with the guy with the nunchucks, or mm-hmm. I don't even remember who was who in the turtle. Double Dragon, though. Yeah, I remember that. that I used to just... like the side scroller like fighting games and stuff you like f- that, and we could do. You a fight whole the show guys, you know, the guys that have the mat like they're on roids or something with the big giant heads. And, yeah, always. You know, you got to have the super buff guy there that the the skinny white you always, karate master fights and beats. No, man, you pick up that baseball bat and go to town on guys. That's whack, right, yeah, yeah. Whack, whack. And plus, yeah. it would start where they, where they walk up and they punch your girlfriend in the gut and, just like, flip her over their shoulder and walk okay. away. Ooh, I don't recall that part. But you don't remember that? Right. Oh, no. I think that was the opening. I don't think they could get away with that nowadays. <laughs> I remember a game, a console game I played a lot when I was in Norfolk in the arcade on the base and it was called narc oh okay i seem to recall that one too and you were basically a narcotics officer and you were fighting these like drug crazed gang members with uzis and but they and they would like fling um syringes at you and stuff (laughs) yeah that that sounds familiar um and that was that was that like a side shooter or a side scroller that was a side scroller and you would like you know, be walking across, you know, shooting them all up. Another crazy arcade game that I remember a lot, like that, that was a shooter, but was, uh, and I, I don't know if we, um, mentioned this on our, on our history of video games, but, uh, uh, smash TV, big money, big Big prizes. I I love love it. it. No, I don't know if I recall that one. You don't recall it. Okay. You would be in the center of a room, and there would be like one or two openings in the room, and they would just unleash. It, it was you and another player, and they would unleash all these like creatures at you, and you would shoot them, kill them, and and as they would drop, they would drop money, prizes, and you would have to run around and try to pick all that up to get bonuses. And then once you completed the level, then it would tally up your stuff, and then you would get bonuses and. And things for that, and then you would stepping either up or down into a different like there was different paths you you could travel. It was a just a big giant. It was like the Running Man, right, right. But it was a big video game called uh, Smash TV. So no, I no, unfortunately, I never got around to that one. I would love was, that because it was that, it was it was over the top, way over the top. Because that was always like my you know I I was kind of forced to watch a lot of Prices Right growing up between like my mom and my grandmother when we'd go to visit, and so. It was always a dream of mine to, you know, go nuts and somehow brutally kill Bob Barker uh, or something <laughs> to that effect. So, are you Adam Sandler? <laughs> no. I oh, well, I do have a. I I guess it's confession time because Kyle brought up console games. Yeah. I I oh. plugged my PlayStation Two into my TV. Oh. <laughs> and I was I was playing Xeno Saga three today because I never played it. Xeno Saga three. Yeah, like I don't know. Alien like a, type of game? Or? No, it's an anime. Oh, okay. And it's it's kind of along the lines of like a Final Fantasy. You know, it's an anime game. No judgment. <laughs> Apparently, I've had it for years. I only paid like seventeen dollars <laughs> for it. But years ago, when I had the PlayStation One, I remember playing Xeno Xeno Gears. So I think that's why I picked it up. But I picked this up probably four years ago and never, or I well, it was while PlayStation Twos were still being sold. So it was probably longer than that. And I just I wanted to see like how the graphics would look on 
my monitor is actually a TV, and it's a it's a 1080 uh, mm. DP. Well, apparently the PlayStation Two only puts out 480. Oh yeah. So the graphics don't look quite. I'm like, wow, man, this <laughs> looks better on a regular TV than yeah. it does on this. Yeah. Crap. So, Days before high definition. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily translate all that well. So I was thinking to take him. I I told my son, I'm like, hey, let's see how your Xbox looks on this TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, oh. say say ten hail leisure suit Larrys and go sit in the corner and think about what you've done. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> Anywho, we were uh, kind of on arcade games and um, Gene Hendricks uh, actually mentioned first-person shooters, which we definitely will have to devote at least one show to because um, there's just billions upon billions of them out there. Um, and driving games, which also I've you know loved from, from the days of Spy Hunter at the arcade. Anyone remember that one? That was a great little driving game. Boom, 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 boom. You know, to some of the, the first-person early ones. And um, used to love some of the NASCAR PC games, um, but mostly sucked at them so bad that I would only play them to like do the, you know, really evil instant replay function on them. So you could see the crafts, all the crashes from 10 different angles. And, you know, did you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> did you ever play Monaco Grand Prix? Uh, I don't think so. What was the one on? Well, that was, was like spy hunter that you looked down at a screen and you would just drive your, you would drive the car from the o- o- overhead view and it had big. It had a steering wheel. I mean, there was a sit down version, but yeah, okay, it was a really yeah. small, a small stand up one, and it had a steering wheel and a gas pedal. Yeah, yeah, I definitely and you, played and that. And you looked at at the screen, but <laughs> in the uh, the arcade where, where I played it back in grade school, uh, there was it was like a pool hall too, too as well. There was a full table. Of course it was. You had a loan shark for an arcade owner. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's the same place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can I have 50 cents? I'll pay you back 75 next week. Yeah. <laughs> I learned all about economics. Yeah. If you'd gone in the way back room, you probably could have got a hooker as a young man, too. <laughs> what do my 75 cents get me? Chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's not her name. Oh. Um, <laughs> but you could strike the center of the of the of the coin plate with a pull stick and you would reset the game and start it. Nice. It would start the game. So you, everybody would be like, <laughs> bam, and you'd strike it with the pool cue and get free we, game. We, yeah, well, we, we had some creative analog hacker back in the day in our laundromat uh, arcade who, had, who rigged uh, Pac-Man for free plays for a while there. And they just kind of cracked the, the coin slot and you'd reach in and just bleep, 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 bleep. There's 99 free plays. and Yeah, because the only thing that activated that was um, there's just a little, sw- you know, now what I know about electronics and a- after seeing what opened is that that whole coin slot, it just needed something to go through and drop across it. I, I had the size I, of a me quarter. and some friends made some fake copper quarters that worked mm-hmm. for a while in those. <laughs> I shit you not. <clears throat> That's all it was was a switch. That's all yep. it was. Yeah. You know, so, and like... Life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum playing. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is where we need Hero going, Chaos Theory. <laughs> Gamers will find a way. Well, as I said, speaking of uh, Hero, him and uh, Kyle and Gene also suggested, like, 
some of the great old arcade games like uh, Area 51 and the Terminator. I think was it the actually Terminator or maybe Terminator 2 where you had the two guns. I think it was two. I don't think they had yeah. one for Terminator. Yeah, that was cool. great because that was just the future war and you just blasting <laughs> away. Let's go. You had your missile launcher too, and now that one was still when the guns were still attached to the game. Yeah, yeah, that was. But now, have you played the one lately? Because every now and then, where I work, they like will like take a like one once a year. They'll they'll like take a day off, like on a Friday or something, and And they'll go to the arcade. Yeah, they go down to like like a. I want to work where you work. It's well, it's not all all. (laughs) There's a place called GameWorks. It's like. You got GameWorks, David Buster's, things like that, where you can eat food, drink, mm-hmm. and then, like, you can get a card, and the card will work for, like, an hour, and you can play anything you want for an hour. Oh, you just, beauty. You just keep swiping. Unlimited. Keep swiping. Keep swiping. So, um, but they've got, like, the stand-up games where you could pick up the gun and actually hold it right. and shoot, and then you, like, go off to the side. You got to do, do a reload action and come back and shoot again. Yeah. Well, that was like that Lethal Enforcers and, and Virtual Cop. I yeah. They used to have to do that. You'd, there was I, a sniper game that was like that. I, I remember when it had a sniper rifle and it was a cop game, and you had to actually take people out as a sniper. That was hard. <laughs> it's hard. As it should be, you know. Life is precious. <laughs> okay. Says a guy who's probably killed millions of Virtually, virtual people. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Probably entire galaxies. Yeah, usually my own. Usually the ones that I'm supposed <laughs> to be protecting and saving. <laughs> oh, sorry. We, lost, we all lost Earth again? Well, geez, thank God I'm still up here in my flagship. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but talking about, like, the Terminator one, you brought up uh, Operation uh, Wolf, which was yeah. another great, you know, it was more, it was like Rambo. You were fucking Rambo in this, basically. Oh, that's exactly what, 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 <laughs> yeah. what it was. There you was know, there. I think the, the cabinet probably even had a Rambo-esque character on it with headband included, you know, and all that. Um, but, yeah, you had your Uzi, which was mounted right to the, uh, you know, right to the video game cabinet. And, um, and it did Uzi a feedback with a rocket launcher. Ocean. It would go tack, 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 tack. Oh, yeah, yeah. It had the whole, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was, you know... Yeah, you had the thumb button for a rocket launcher right on the front of it. And then uh, what I was saying earlier when we were talking before the show started, uh, that when you died, it would sh- show a picture of, like, you as a soldier holding your gut, kind of, like, <laughs> laying yeah. down or been blown up. And it says, so- you have sustained a lethal injury. Sorry, you are finished. Here. You have sustained a lethal injury. Sorry, but you are finished here. <laughs> and for yeah. some reason, it always stuck with me. That sorry, you were, like I'll uh, say that to this day. <laughs> people will be doing something. They're like, oh, "Man, it's broke. It do- it it doesn't work." And I'll go, "Sorry, you are finished <laughs> here." And they just look at me. What? <laughs> like, Oh, you never played Operation Wolf? Never mind. So I don't just do this in podcasting. I do this in real life. This is not this is not shtick. So this it's not me. not just the radiation <laughs> sketch <laughs> that gets you the weird stares. Yeah, I, I get yeah. you. This is why I don't go among people much. I mean, I know I've told I've, I've I don't know if you've ever heard it, but I know I t- told a story about Rodan. 
I don't know. That there's a that that there's a local sprinkler company named Rodan. Oh yeah, yeah, you do have mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, that's exactly what I would see every time I saw that sign. I'd see giant pterodactyl beasts destroying oh, yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, because my like the vice president of the company was t- talking to me one day and said uh, um, we were looking at the prints for the fire alarm stuff I do, and he's like, "Yeah, Rodan's going to be out there because they're doing the sprinkler stuff." And I go, "Oh, oh, oh, Rodan's going to be there!" And I put my arms up like a pterodactyl and went. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was insane and go like, "Why did I? What? What?" So how many contracts have you lost for your company <laughs> uh, exactly? I don't do that to customers. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, but I said to him, like, Rodan, big giant pterodactyl. You just do it in front of the people in control of your salary. That's yeah, yeah, I'm like. Brilliant. You know, <laughs> as I leave, he calls, you know, drug test Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Immediately. <laughs> Apparently, Rick Scott, not the not the governor, but Rick Scott, my boss, has never mm. seen Rodan. <laughs> It, it was an acquired taste as a you know child. I, I think I only acquired it because that's dad knew it was compelling enough to make me leave him alone, you know, mm. <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. So that's how I got hooked on Godzilla. <laughs> yep, Saturday afternoon creature feature with Doctor yeah. Paul Bearer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was our horror host. Yeah, sorry. nice. I don't remember. Well, we had. I think we were getting some kind of feed out of uh, out of New York City, so. I'm not sure. We had like the chiller theater stuff. And oh, I'm sure Paul would. Million dollar movies. And yeah, Paul could probably recite them all for me, definitely. Paul was probably one of the hosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> he does have kind of that Bella Lugosi thing going Good on, evening. doesn't he? Yeah, He's I can see that. Black, that black hair. He's yeah, in. Italian Bella Lugosi. I can see that. <laughs> manja, manja. <laughs> yeah. I, I, never, I never drink wine, you know? I <laughs> Sanazette. So, well, that's that covers everybody that uh, that sent in some some suggestions, and we thank you. Yeah, and uh, um, I think I mean we're we're definitely we're doing this kind of potluck potluck uh, thing to, as I said, just kind of state that we we do give a crap about what you guys want to hear us talk about. Still a little amazed that you want to hear me talk about anything, but. Um, I do love talking about these games, and we'll get very in depth in in a lot of these genres. And as I said, we we probably should have I should have kicked myself in the ass and prepared the apocalyptic game podcast for us, you know, in, in honor of Fury Road coming out because there's definitely oh, plenty of. Have uh, you seen the trailer? See, this is why. This is another reason why. Oh my God! Have you seen the game trailer for Mad Max? I have, and I've I've read mixed reviews on it on the gameplay so far. But um, yeah, it looked, looked wow. pretty pretty. Uh, I mean, I was I'm, I'm wary because there's not a real good history of you know intellectual property. I don't know, dude. This looks uh, games, you know, based I mean, on the a way movie. But I, I watched like a four minute trailer that talked about gameplay. That I, I saw that. And it looked oh, very open okay. world. Yeah, it looked very open world, which is what I totally want in a Mad Max game. I don't want just a Mad Max driving but the game. Graphics. See this. Unfortunately, I'd have to buy a whole new PC. It, yeah, I'm, I'll bet it's getting to the point almost that mine's not going to be able to 
so them up very well either. <laughs> I'm probably must resign myself that I will not own like GTA five until I get a new computer. So, well, I've, uh, I've got a little side thing going with my son and that he wants to go on a field trip to Washington with his school. And it's like some crazy, they, 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 they want like a grand. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking I can convince him. You know, maybe we should just buy a PlayStation Four, and we could get Star Wars Battlefront, and maybe the Mad Max game. <laughs> I'm not so sure Star Wars Battlefront's going to be a great, great game either. From what I've read, but. really? Oh, I mean, it looked great. I haven't read anything up on it yet. Well, they're not. There's going to be no space battles, which what? is dis- disturbing in a Star Wars game, in my opinion. Especially since two had them. They weren't great, but they were. They were pretty I good. I, I mean, they were pretty. I think cool. I sounded like Darth Vader there. What? <coughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Just never stop beating that fucking dead horse. <laughs> Thank you, Revenge of the Sith. Hey, man. It's still... It's Misa not going into space? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Hey. hey. Nobody bats a thousand. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Okay. Where? It was the late 90s, man. Now, Lucas well, just thought, you know, a friggin' uh, 2001 bug is going to wipe out anything. Fuck it. Let's just throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. Okay, this Get my was... last billion dollars before everything goes to shit. <laughs> this was the stack of PlayStation 2 games that I was able to find in my garage because I, I found the Xeno Saga 3 game. But this is going somewhere, all right? I got Final Fantasy... <laughs> 12. All right. I've got Star Wars 2. This is Lego. Lego Star Wars 2, the original nice. trilogy, yep. which has already been beaten. We played that a long time ago. Friends, the one with all the trivia on PlayStation 2. I, My daughters must have bought that. SpongeBob's Friends as in the TV game? Yes. Friends? Yes. Yes. Mm, your daughter bought it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. You know the Friends in. theme is going right here, right? I have SpongeBob SquarePants, lights, camera, pants. SpongeBob SquarePants fe- featuring Nicktoons, Globs of Doom. That cartoon scares me. Ultimate Spider Man, which I never got past the Rhino in that one. Hot Wheels Stunt Track Challenge. Sounds pretty neat. Ultimate Alliance 2, which that might, I haven't played that in a long time. The Marvel Ultimate Alliance yes. 2? See, yeah. I never got to play that because it only came out on fucking consoles. <laughs> Goddamn traitor. <laughs> Rogue Galaxy, which is another a- a- anime one, so I, don't, I might have to look at this one. And this is where I am going with this, which what... Re- reminded me PlayStation 2 Star Wars Super Bombad Racing oh Jesus to where you basically ride around in like pod racers yeah but everybody has giant heads they're they're Uh. like little normal sized pod racers but then the heads on everybody are like huge it it looks like they're driving around as bobbleheads and on the I can't even. I can't. I just can't. 
<laughs> you and your playable characters are Jar Jar Binks, Boss Nass. Okay, Jar Jar drives. Okay, his vehicle is the little ship that Obi Wan and um, uh, Qui Gon took to get through the core to get to um, the main city. That yeah. the one with Jar Jar. Boss Nass flies something that looks like a stingray. Obi Wan drives the Republic cruiser that gets blown up in the beginning of Phantom Menace. All right. <laughs> Queen Amidala drives her starship that you see in Episode One. Anakin Skywalker drives the little yellow fighter that he had at the end of uh, oh, the yeah. thing. Sabulba drives his pod racer. Darth Maul drives the Sith interceptor thing that he had. And then Yoda, Yoda has his chair. Okay. Ray says one is Ray. Okay. You've never seen Star Wars like this. Take the high-speed turns, crazy jumps, and wild gadgets of big-headed kart racing. Jumble it with gravity-defying hyperspace pace of Star Wars, and you've got a steaming pile of dog shit. Oh, sorry. Yes. You've got um, a race game with an entirely new edge. See, this would, this would surprise me if I hadn't seen, like, video of the... What the fuck was the, uh, the council that... Uh, my God, that you move. You have to dance and do all kinds of silly gestures to get to work. Not the Wii, but like the... Well, the e- Xbox ha- has that too, to where you can, where you have to move. Yeah, I did, I... <laughs> I don't, can't believe the name is escaping me, but I've seen the Star Wars game video of the Star oh, Wars I, game. I played that once because my friend had, that's that's Where you Xbox have to like game. dance in friggin' Mos Eisley can cantina as you know and do like a rap as han solo and stuff i didn't see that part <laughs> that's that terrifying mess I, so i mean star wars games that's why i'm wary of mad max because even you know much as i love star wars with every fiber of my nerd being wow is lucasfilm a bunch of money sucking horrors because they will put out anything under that <laughs> that title no matter how freaking weird it is <laughs> Star Wars Super Bombat Racing. I got this for five ninety nine, pre owned. I can imagine. I'd like that. That should be like E T levels of fail for a I video game keep, company. <laughs> I should keep this just for, uh, you know, like I never might find it again. Reasons. Sure, you know, I, weird stuff I, like I, that. Actually, I think I tried to play it once, but I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I think I tried to play it once, and I don't remember how. Uh, how good or bad it was so we'll have to wait and see if 50 I, years from now jar jar binks will like you know somehow be the the biggest star wars character collectible <laughs> there is because nobody kept anything with him in it and so he'll be so rare that yeah well as as i clean the garage i will go through if i find more playstation games around here because i know i've got more around here i will update everyone on what other star what what other playstation 2 games i find in the garage Otherwise known as Billville. <laughs> Land of Bill. You Bills. can't be saved, my son. Diablo will have your soul. <laughs> what an excellent day for an exorcism. Ah, Diablo. God, I spent many... A- that music was mesmerizing. That like, weird guitar riff. I almost ba-ding, never ba-ding, play ba-ding, video ba-ding. games with the music going. I don't know if it makes me weird or what. Because a lot of People a lot of put a lot of work in a lot of those soundtracks, and some of them are very big. I, I love them in cutscenes and stuff, but I just they're distracting when I play for some reason. Mm. I'd like good sound effect, sound design. Well, one thing I'm 
I might start playing... Star Wars games might be the exception to that, as long as you've mm. got the real score going and it doesn't get repetitive. But I picked up at Walmart oh, about six months ago. Actually, maybe longer, maybe a year ago. They were selling the entire anthology of uh, Elder Scrolls. Right. So I've got like all the Elder Scroll games in like one big box, and but I haven't started. It's like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, unless you have fifty years of life left, don't. Yeah. Worry about not finishing them all, probably. I, but I don't know if I should bother. Like, how far back should I go? Because I, I've played. I haven't played the latest, but I played the other two. But I never finished the other two. I don't know if because I just got distracted with something else. I've heard about it. I mean, I knew about it all through the years. I only ever jumped on the bandwagon with uh, Oblivion, the fourth one, and then I bought Skyrim and decided it was pointless to ever try to finish Oblivion, So, mm. which actually I thought had kind of a cooler well, storyline than Skyrim. But Because Oblivion, that's, that's when you start podcast. actually... Uh, Patrick Stewart's the voice of the king. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> great, actually. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty awesome. I mean, both games, that's, you know... That's five podcasts just on the amazingness of freaking role-playing games nowadays. Yeah. And, you know, I still think they all defy physics. If if I can't, with all the free time I have, if I can't finish one of your games, how much work must it have taken to actually build a goddamn thing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. There's, there's Well, before we be go, just... I'm just popping on to Facebook real quick and mm-hmm. drive down all our bandwidth. And um, to see if anybody has posted any last-minute uh, things. And uh, da, 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 da. not seeing anything. I see you with... What is that bear thing the, that you're walking next to that's pointing at you? Sugar bear? You've never had Oh, that's, oh, that's how that... Well, he was covering oh, up man. his... He was co- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember sugar bear. Yeah, but he's, his hand's covering up his shirt. Yeah, it was so a great shot, So all I see is AR behind his finger... So I'm like, something war? What is that? I didn't even think bear. <laughs> Dummy. Oh, yes, there's us cross-dressing. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot about the old old Wonder Woman grandma. <laughs> the priest guy. Boy, that guy was creepy, too. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. He had his own soundtrack. You know, it was great. But, uh, well, I yeah. don't think anybody has posted any new requests. No, no. Well, you know, we're That's probably enough. arrogant to think that someone might have... <laughs> Well, I just thought I would look just to make sure. Unless I missed it. Hold on. I don't know if you want to look real quick. No, I, I don't see anything. So. Okay. All right. Well, I guess guess this is as good a place as any to in for the night. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said, the the kind of the purpose with this, other than for us just to go off on various tangents, which we never need a reason for. Tangents, um, mangent. Yeah. It was just. Uh, let the uh, listeners know that we're listening to them and uh, by all means email us at nocouncilsforoldmen at yahoo.com once again and uh, tell us you'd like to be on a show or keep throwing us ideas for shows I mean all of these are great and they will be attended to um, very very soon just in life order oh uh, we want to do it right for you too so that's why we're kind of doing this this lazy I think Just we forgot to solicit potluck podcast. But I, go ahead. I think we forgot to solicit for anyone that uh, if they would like to be on a particular show. Well, yeah, absolutely, and we've already got some things brewing. We're going to do uh, like a one on Grand Theft Auto that Mr. Gardner has expressed some interest on. Um, absolutely, going to be doing 
a Star Wars themed show very soon. Um, I know Hero and Mr. Ratnick have uh, have kind of called dibs on that, but you know, always room for more. And yeah, we're going to try to obviously break it down in kind of genres. And then, I mean, if we find one game, like maybe stuff like Skyrim, you know, the really really big ones. Maybe do some podcasts just on those, some shorter ones or something, and uh, we're just gonna keep playing away and, and plugging away at this show. And you know, it's good to be at episode seven. I, when I was making our group and posting links to all the other podcasts I've been on and produced, I was like, holy crap! I've actually been nothing compared to all, most of y'all, but I've been a fairly busy boy on this network now, and it feels great. I'm having a great time doing it. And, I, I like this show. I think we've got a good show going here, Bill. So mm-hmm. hope you still I, feel the same way. And uh, you know, if if you can nail down Honeywell at uh, Eternal Con, if he's got his microphone on him, by all means, give us a shout from there, and we'll either do a whole show on it or incorporate it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to do maybe because uh, I'm gonna be with Gene, so I'm gonna see if we can squeak out some type of an- anime freaks talk. Yeah. Well, um, you know, throw, do a little something, something for no councils too, if you want. Oh, oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that, and and yeah, no, well, yeah, I, I just got to see what's at the con, and uh, I, I think he, he, Hero and I, um, uh, Vernon Wells is going to be at Eternal Con. Do you know who, mm-hmm. Ver, who, who that is? I uh, should, shouldn't I? That's uh, the Mohawk guy from the Road Warrior. Oh, okay, yeah, and he, and he's the uh, the guy that takes on Arnold in Commander. Yeah, yeah, he's, at, he's at, ours. At, Blow off some steam, Bennett. I can take you, John. I don't need the knife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now you got to do all the blow off some steam, Bennett, for us. <laughs> blow off some, <laughs> let off some steam, Bennett. Very good. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you later and keep on playing them games on whatever platform, console, oh, yeah, PC. Preferably PC and Steam. Uh, no, not Give totally. Give me Steam. She just play it on anything, you know. We're, we're trying to solicit Steam for some. Yeah, some Steam feedback. never does me anything. No, keep, I, I have been able to avoid their, their sales for a while, mostly because I can't afford their sales after ACBC.com. So <laughs> won't be buying any games for a while, so it's catch-up time on all the others. But, uh, we'll I'll talk I, to you next time, folks. Bye. All now. right, we'll see you, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to No Councils for Old Men, starring Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott 2.0, Scott McGregor. If you'd like to email us with any questions or suggestions for future shows, our email address is nocouncilsforoldmen at yahoo.com. No Councils for Old Men is produced by Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott McGregor and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 
Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.